Community Matters, Saturdays, WBCK, after the 8 o'clock news, and anytime at BattleCreekPodcast.com. Richard Pyatt, glad you're with us. Halloween is done, and now it's full speed ahead toward the holiday season and to get us ready and set and in the mood, focused, is the Battle Creek Christmas Parade coming up on November 18th. Stephanie Cornish is back to talk about that. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, Richard. Thank you for having me again. Well, thank you. I feel like we should have a six-month check-in or something because this (laughs) sure doesn't seem like it's been a year since we talked the last time. I agree. (laughs) Yeah, it has been flying by. And now we are a week out from the... Uh, 2024 parade and you've been working feverishly behind the scenes to get us ready absolutely busy week in our final week of prep we have 135 entries this year oh boy um that is to my knowledge a record it was 117 when i cut it off last year and that was uh, my dad former parade coordinator jim demarest's record in 2013 So I wanted to stop it at that number. This year, we just kept letting it go and see how high it got. Wow. We're standing at 135. Well, how about that? So, yeah, sometimes you just uh, let the chips fall and (laughs) see what happens. That's a great number. Absolutely. We have a lot of new entrants this year. Of those 135, I have 38 that I consider newbies. That's what I've named them. So hope they like the name. But. These are either groups that have not ever participated because maybe it's a new local business in the last year or two, Mm -hmm. or number two, they haven't participated at least since 2016. And I think it's safe to say if they haven't participated since 2016, then probably the people at the business or organization are completely new. And so they're essentially still newbies. That's really interesting because... Uh, for a long time, you have folks who who are in the zone. They know what they need to do every year. And let's say they retire, move on somehow. Now you have new people and, and maybe they don't know the routine and they've got to figure it out. And maybe a year or two goes by and all of a sudden 2016 is seven years ago or something. Yep. And so now they're newbies. I think it just shows that you know Battle Creek is really growing in their community involvement and engagement. And we've had a lot of great local community Facebook pages and organizations that have helped us promote things this year. And I think all of that is a a factor in obtaining more entries. And we've still probably had about a dozen people that missed the deadline. I think we're hoping that we would extend it like I have the last two years, but (laughs) at 135, I couldn't risk extending it. Right. How does it complicate things when you let the number grow? What do you think about when that number gets too high? Well, I just thought it was really cool to have a big number until I'm sitting down at home trying to figure out how to put in 40 additional entries and figure out (laughs) who goes where. You know, we have probably 10 groups that have put in their request to be in the first part of the parade because they have lots of little kids and and. You know, unfortunately, we can't accommodate that for every single group. We try to take into account if we have hot air balloons, we're not going to put them right next to bands or right next to something that the sound will drown them out or right next to animals. I was telling you earlier this week that 
we have not just horses coming, but we actually have a couple of llamas joining from a vet clinic. So, you know, we had to take a lot into account when we planned the lineup. And when people register, they have to tell us if they have music, if they have animals, what kind of other loud noises they'll have. And then we have to try match them all together and stick a few cars with nothing in between. <laughs> well, think about that. That is a tremendous undertaking to think about all of those things and then try to accommodate everybody while spreading out and considering those uh, considerations. That, that is a lot of work. So hats off to you for, for all that. Do you close yourself in a, in a dimly lit room and <laughs> meditate over all that? How do you do it? A lot of small bits of time here and there to not get too bogged down with it. And I think my husband's about sick of going through and triple checking our lists with us to make sure I didn't miss anyone in my format that I take it. So it's a process and it definitely takes a couple of us to do to do it quicker and more efficiently. Well, we should be so grateful for all the hard work that you put in to coordinate this. And speaking of sounds, there are marching bands, of course, in this parade. And this year you have a middle school marching band even. Yes, we will have, of course, Harper Creek High School leading us off, as usual, since it's the Harper Creek Optimist that sponsors the parade. We will also have Penfield, who are regular joiners, and Battle Creek Central brings in Santa at the end. Lakeview High School is joining us, and they haven't been in for a few years. And then we will have Northwestern Middle School, okay. and they have a band of about 50 people, Whoa. and their director has been very excited to get the group in the parade. It is their second year as a band, and they are already doing lots of great things. It's awesome. Well, I am not a musician by any stretch, but I attempted to be when I was in middle school, and uh, I didn't even get to the marching part. I still don't know how you play and march. And You know, I need a, somebody to train me on that. <laughs> I did marching band, but I tripped too many times, so oh no, I just ended up playing the on the sidelines. Well, that's a reasonable job and somebody has to do that. So we're glad you did. Yeah. So hats off to all of them who will be uh, marching along and entertaining us in a week. We have grand marshals to speak of this year, of course, right? Correct. We have John Sims Sr., who is very well known in the community, being former owner of Sims Heating and Cooling. Mm -hmm. And we also have Gary Geimer of Geimer Chiropractic. Both are longtime Harper Creek community members and longtime Optimist Club members, both who are the kind of final two remaining parade planning committee members, original parade planning committee. So these two guys were around that first dining room table that sat down and planned the first parade 43 or 44 years ago. Yes, definitely hats off to them and uh, their dedication to all of this. And you have awards that you will present. What are those? So we have awards that are presented based on theme or best interpretation of theme, best use of lighting. Those we award one to a like commercial business, one to a non-commercial or smaller organization for each, the theme and the lighting. That kind of helps the smaller groups that maybe don't have as much money to put into a float still have a good chance at winning a prize. Yeah or a plaque in the award. We have our Thad Harding Award, which is awarded for parade longevity. 
We have a Grand Marshal Award. And then we have Spirit of the Parade Award, which is the new award we started last year after my dad, Jim Demarest. All right. So lots of decisions to be made. Do you make those on parade day? You have to. Yes. So the the Longevity Award will be decided beforehand based uh-huh. on who registers. Uh-huh. Um, the Spirit of the Parade Award is the only other award not awarded by judges at the day of the parade. That award is awarded by my husband and myself. Um, and it's based on both pre-parade planning and communication with me or excitement level, um, <laughs> things participants are sharing, and also parade day spirit. So they really have to embody the spirit that my dad would have loved and gotten excited about. I've got a couple top runners already this year, Ooh. but you know, last year I said that too. And I will say that my mind got changed this the second I saw this group at the parade. So oh, wow. that one is awarded by um, me that night. And then the other ones are awarded by whoever are judges for the year. And this year will actually be Shelly Seltzer from the Battle Creek Shopper. Uh-huh. She is always there faithfully taking photos parade night. And this year when you see her, she'll actually be doing the judging, which is awesome. She gets an extra job. She does. I talked to her earlier this week and she was very honored and excited. Good. All right. So imagine that in the middle of all this coordinating and making sure everybody's in the right place and everything steps off accordingly, you're in the middle of this deciding about awards at the same time. It's a big job. Absolutely. It's It's a busy afternoon and a lot of fun for the group. Let's remind everybody where will this procession happen and how soon can we be in position? So the parade lines up down champion street, but we don't want spectators down there. Okay. Uh, It will kick off from the corner of champion and Washington at the federal center Mm -hmm. and travel down Washington and turn left onto East Michigan Avenue towards downtown and travel all the way down East Michigan to Commerce Point, which ends there right before M66. So anywhere along that route, along Washington, in front of the Cool Center, any of the buildings downtown really depends on your preference and where you like to be, what kind of crowd you like to be in. Um, If you are going to be at the first part of the parade by the Cool Center or anything before you get to actual like downtown buildings, I'd recommend being there by 530, 540 if you want a good seat and making sure you get parking. If you're going to be down towards the end by the Kellogg Foundation, you could probably get there closer to 545 or 6. We step off at 540, 545 so okay. that we can be downtown yeah. um, in front of Access Vision at 6 p.m. Got it. Okay. So we'll be ready and in position for that coming up in one week, November 18th downtown Battle Creek, the Battle Creek Christmas Parade, put on by the Harper Creek Optimists, and Stephanie Cornish, who helps to coordinate all of that with her group of loyal supporters who are also pressed into service for this big event that we look forward to and actually gets us moving. I'm really kind of glad that you do this when you do, because it does get us moving in the right direction gets us into uh, our our Christmas spirit and all of that 
I agree. This parade has been done the Saturday before Thanksgiving since day one. The mm-hmm. only exception that's ever been made was last year in 2022 when uh, the city emer- snow emergency was declared with the mini blizzard that went through here. <laughs> and we had to postpone it a few weeks. But other than that, it has always been the Saturday before Thanksgiving. That's when the Optimist Club will continue to hold it. It's a tradition. Well, there's something to be said for tradition. So there you are. That's right. Last year, we had a little snow interference. Dare I say it? I don't think we have that issue this year. I was just reading something about warmer temperatures. So mm, we'll see about that. We will see. I'll let you know afterwards if I'm if I think it was very warm. <laughs> I bet there'll be a whole crowd of spectators who will let us know too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Stephanie, thanks so much for all your hard work. Thank you very much for having me and glad to get the word out to the community. Hope to see lots of families enjoying it this year. Absolutely. Stephanie Cornish, Battle Creek Christmas Parade on Community Matters. Mm-hmm.